Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Um, just waiting on our guest to join shortly. Um, but yeah, just please stay seated for just a little bit and we'll get started in just a few minutes. Ali, I'll actually talk to you in the meantime. How's how's your day going? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really good as always. Uh, just preparing uh, a couple of questions for um, for our guest today. This uh, DeFi made here. Likewise, okay. likewise. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, maybe we could kind of use this time to kind of introduce ourselves um, and talk about ourselves uh, before our guest comes on board. So, yeah, maybe you could get started. Kind of give everyone a little bit more background to yourself and um, I'll do the same. Yeah, no problem. I guess I'm, uh, I'm Otter and I've been uh, working with M6 or this uh, Crypto Illuminati for the past year, I think. And um, yeah, b before that, I've been heavily, uh, I don't know, gone big into crypto since a long time. I guess since I was into it since um, the Ethereum crowd sale and things like that. And of course, held Bitcoin a long time ago, but you, lo you lose it and stuff, you know. So I guess that's a little bit about myself. And then I'm, I'm like really happy to be a Twitter host at the moment, um, always floating around a lot of spaces and hanging out. Oh, hey, Garlem. And yeah. Yeah. Have we have we got our guest here? Oh, our guest is down there. Katie. Nice. I see DeFi Master here. Uh, Illuminati, can you make him a co-host of this? Um, DeFi Master, you got to make sure that you're doing this from your mobile phone. Otherwise, it won't work. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, while we wait for everyone to get connected, um, today's call, we're going to have a DeFi masterclass where it will take you from zero to 100 um, with everything DeFi. So really excited to get started with that um, education. Super excited. You have yeah. no idea how many times I messaged this guy. Finally, gets back to me like after two, three months. He's like, "Yo, is this still available?" I was like, "Yeah, dude, I've just been waiting." Nice. I'm just, I'm still been farming the yield. Yeah, no, I'm literally like, I let me see. Message him October last oh, year. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> so, so we have this him been here. A long time coming. We're yeah. just trying to make him a co-host. Okay, here he goes. Welcome on board. Uh, hi, everyone. Sorry, I, I didn't know that I need uh, to use mobile phone only, and I didn't take my headphones from my mobile phone, so I am on the speaker. I no hope worries. I do not hear the echo and so on. No, it's good. You're good. Um, what? What, what, yeah, what should we call you? DMH? Yeah, yeah DMH is perfect. DMH is amazing. Okay, I'm, I'm going to let Kadim run the show, but uh, I'll pop in here and there. Nice. I, uh, yeah, you can go ahead. Yeah, I, 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 I've been also waiting for some like uh, 
for some invite for this like uh, for the spaces. I didn't know that I just have to join, so I'm like sitting and waiting and thinking, why is they not inviting me? And then <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a self serve. Yeah, yeah, no one invites you. You gotta you gotta work for it. Yeah. You gotta fight for it. Yeah. By the way, um, yeah, if anyone wants to come on, just uh, just come on. Uh, more the merrier. Um, yeah, like if you want to say shit, if you have something in your mind. If you're like, hey, I'm sidelined. I don't know what's going on. I want to ask this guy why I'm sidelined. Yeah, just come on up and you know, just vent. But anyways, yeah, uh, Kadim, your show. Yep. And DMH, we're going to invite you as a co-host too. So um, your um, audience knows that you're on this um, spaces too. Uh, but yeah, uh, welcome on. We're very excited to uh, have you here uh, today to talk about DeFi, I think. A good place to start would be to kind of learn learn more about you and um, your background um, and what you're building at the moment. Yeah, um, I, I think I accepted the co-host. Yeah, and thank you for inviting yeah. me for this call. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think like in September or something, uh, I was first invited. Um, Probably in November I was invited uh, to join the spaces, but then mm -hmm. I told no, no, I, I want to finish something. And then after three, four months, I, I haven't finished anything, <laughs> so I decided to wait. <laughs> Maybe in one year, this, uh, my well, we're glad to finally expire. have you. <laughs> we're, we're glad to finally have you on board. <laughs> uh, yeah, so here I am. Um, probably. Uh, I know from where to start. Um, I'm yeah. Also, I'm very bad speaker, and this is my like my first or second spaces. So please don't judge me much. Uh, no problem. We gotta we're be not a spaces at all. version. Oh my god, we're gonna have fun then. Oh my god, why don't you uh, why don't you give a quick intro um, about how you got started and maybe the name behind it as well, like DeFi um, DeFi made here. I think that'd be pretty a good place to start. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm also not a native speaker, so <laughs> please don't judge me. No, that's um, fine, dude. Yeah, like I, I, I'm not either. Yeah, so we're yeah. we're all in good family here. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, like I've started. Uh, you know, actually, I'm like uh, not OG or something. Like I've started like studying crypto from 2020, actually, um, and. Um, Actually, you know, my my goal was initially like to change occupation. Uh, I had like a no, I have a job, yeah, in my in real life, and it was like uh, job was you know, um, let's say I have high education, yeah, I have university degree, and I I had like a technical job, and it was like uh, good salary and so on, but uh, I never enjoyed the job. So then I started thinking like. Uh, Mm, I was start thinking what what can I do what should I do um, because like if I want to change occupation I should I don't know how to do anything else so I have to to get new education and then I was thinking okay I will waste six years more of my life so I cannot do that <laughs> um, and I I've been studying crypto and um, crypto and trading and everything and. Um, after six months, only after six months, I, I've bought my first crypto, and then, but I still didn't know anything actually. Then I was like, you know, studying more and more and more, and um, 
became very active in DeFi space in 2021. Uh, but yeah, and uh, then like in January 2022, I decided, okay, I can start, uh, I can, I, I want to start my like the Twitter account because uh, in that moment, I like I saw that, you know, there are a lot of like, people having their own um, like so social media accounts, let's say. Uh, but uh, I didn't find anything that I really enjoyed. So I was thinking, okay, uh, I will start. So, uh, I, like, I was mm, focused mostly on um, like stable coin farming, stable coin yields and so on. So I decided to start writing about that. Um, however, like since that time, like a lot of things changed in the space and so on. So my content like became uh, much more like very different from from that time, and uh, probably not so active as before. By the way, who is that on the profile? Is that you? Uh, no, no, that's not me. <laughs> this is. Uh... Oh, <laughs> I thought that was, I was you. Like, that was a, that's an old ass photo. It's like black and white. It's like. It's not my black and white. It's like the uh, '80s black and white. It's all, all like washed down. So yeah. So this is actually Richard Richard Weikoff. He, he was like a stock market trader, and he had some like his own um, trading uh, theories and so on. So yeah, this is him. And uh, yeah, you you also uh, asked okay. me like how my my name is defined made here. So actually, I didn't know like how to name myself. I I have very bad like imagination. And this is, um, to be honest, like, <laughs> um, there is one. It's very obvious on what you do. Yeah, what your account's about. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. actually, there, there, there was one YouTube channel. It was, uh, it was called uh, Stuff Made Here. Yeah, so, like, some, like, guy. Oh, uh, yeah, I think I see. Yeah, that. yeah, so... <laughs> uh, so I was, I, I didn't know like at all, like how to name. Then I thought, okay, uh, this is DeFi made here because I'm speaking about DeFi and this is how I created it. But don't tell that guy. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. This is all, this is recorded, but no one listens. Yeah, to no, it. Right. So it's fine. This is what uh, I expect. It's fine. Yeah. We record everything, but yeah, no one listens to it. So you're, you're in the safe space. Yeah. Great. Nice. Good stuff. So, yeah, uh, maybe we could kind of get into the thick of it. Uh, we could start off with talking about DeFi and kind of an overview of why DeFi and what is it doing better than TradFi is doing at the moment. At the moment, it's not doing better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at the moment, DeFi is like still very young and a lot of things have to change in DeFi, but uh, obviously DeFi is like, it uh, It has all the opportunity like, to become better than, than TradFi, and it's uh, in some cases it's already better, and you know, DeFi will be much more efficient than TradFi, yeah, because, especially, you know, I, I've moved to the other countries, and like, banking system in some countries is crazy, like, when you have to pay, um, I don't know, like ten percent <laughs> commission, or like bank is working only a few hours a day. Yeah. Also, when you have to wait, yeah. And but this is this is only one part, like banking. Yeah. So for example, you know, there are places in the world where 
penetration of banking system is very low, so they need something to use. But even in that, in those places where like banking system is developed, still it's not that efficient that, uh, as it might be, especially as, as it might be with like with help of DeFi. And um, but but there are like a lot of a lot of different cases how you can use DeFi. It's, it can be used in everywhere, like starting from I don't know even real estate, uh, like tokenizing real estate, uh, insurance, and uh, like actually, actually everything what we have in Threadfy, it will be uh, moved to DeFi sooner or later. And uh, like, yeah, so like we just need to find, um, to find, uh, you know, like the best industries, the most promising industries, and probably protocols which will capture the most of this uh, from this transfer, and bet on them. So, do you see adoption happening in third world countries first, or first world countries? Because I feel like definitely, you know, traveling around definitely in third world countries, like um, going to the bank, for instance, like that's like a very long task, and it's not something that's yeah, first uh, of enjoyable all, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, first of all, like uh, I don't like to call countries second world or third world <laughs> because okay. yeah, I mean, um, just like uh, obviously, like we all know that uh, like third world countries, which uh, like uh, yeah. where there's only like developing and so on. But uh, no, no, no I, I'm not from third world country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope so, <laughs> but I, I'm just you know, it's always. Uh, sounds like you know um, I, I i'm sorry like I, I didn't want like to yeah we can use the this. definition like uh developing and developed <laughs> country maybe it's a little bit better to keep oh wait I, I do this all the time yeah i i do it all the time but yeah, yeah let's let's say developing and developed yeah, yeah. I, I, by, by no means i wanted like to make to say that you're wrong or something just uh, um if i go from this part of like from like uh, from countries uh, third world, like we say, uh, I, I, I probably I would be like <laughs> not happy with other people, other people calling me so. But yeah, okay. Um, so like, uh, where adoption will come first? Yeah, probably it will come first to like to the developing countries because, uh, as I said, some of the countries they have very low penetration of banking system and. Um, um and uh, I, I know like some crypto projects they are focusing on that countries like uh, like uh, they are focusing um, uh, to to reach the, the, those countries like to get integrated like so people start using uh, like especially like Africa Latin America uh, Latin America and uh, maybe some countries in Asia. Mm. Yeah, so I I believe that first it will uh, like those countries will have more DeFi adoption, uh, like on the early stage. Later, I don't know. Later, we'll see. Probably like this first world countries. Let's say <laughs> they will um, they will realize okay, uh, there is a more efficient way to make business. So we change to. To blockchain solutions. Okay, got it. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. And 
Um, I mean, just in general, like, what would you say are some of the biggest challenges facing DeFi adoption overall? Uh, first of all, it's like completely not friendly at the moment for like for normies, yeah, because I, I like I speak with some people. I mean, yeah, who try to use DeFi, uh, try to use crypto, and even they, I mean, they are not like you know. And grannies, yeah. I mean, they are modern people, but when they start using something in DeFi, when they start using wallets, they have no idea at all what they are doing, why they are doing. They don't have, they don't understand how it works. They don't understand why there are like different blockchains, different and different wallet addresses. But also, like, yeah, like they don't understand why they cannot change. You know, they have like, exp- uh, despite they have like some experience, like with sexes, yeah, the centralized exchanges. But then, when they start using like DeFi, uh, they don't understand why they can change BTC to like whatever they want to USDC. Uh, and uh, also, you know, self custody is good, but self custody is very difficult at the moment even like uh, people with uh, a lot of experience they got hacked and they 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 know what are the risks they know how how to handle everything but they still get hacked uh, obviously like they, they do some mistakes but uh, you know for normal people they will lose all their money like immediately uh, if they <laughs> if they if they start uh, uh, start using like self custody solutions, uh, and also even okay, even if they manage not to lose everything, it's still you know um, how I mean like it, a, lot, a lot of a lot of examples. But for example, like if something happens to you, how do you make sure that this money will uh, yeah, go to your family, for example? Uh, from your wallet, if if they don't know passwords, and if they know passwords, how do, how do you make sure that this money will will not go to them if you don't want that? Um, and uh, yeah, so like still long way, yeah, long way for adoption, and also the seed phrases and so on. This is so like inconvenient for normal people to use. Obvious, I mean, people literally they cannot re- remember they like. Uh, four digits from their like pin code from the credit card. They write they write the pin code on the on the credit card and then they lose it and then like someone who finds it drains all the money from ATM. This is what happens now in in twenty twenty three. And you expect that people will um, will handle the seed phrase in a proper way so nobody will take their money like tomorrow. <laughs> so, what do you think the solution for that will be? Um, this is a good question. I don't have really answer for that. Like, uh, I know that uh, some wallets, like, uh, they are working on that. They are working on some, um, uh, they're working on solutions, how to make everything, like, in a better way. For example, like, you know, even, yeah. like, we're talking about MetaMask. MetaMask is, like, the worst wallet you can imagine. But because it was, like, first cover. Uh, everyone is using MetaMask. Everyone is used to MetaMask, but it's like uh, it, people shouldn't use MetaMask because it's bad in uh, in everything. I mean, like uh, you can have on these EVM chains, you have to uh, to go from one chain to another every time. Uh, then um, 
you need to install all this uh, to install chains. I mean, like to add chains right. manually and this and that. For example, if we had, like if we compare to um, Trust Wallet, Trust Wallet has like I don't know eighty chains or something. Uh, so you you don't need to like to do all the things when you're using Trust Wallet. Yeah. So what what they have like uh, what is the way to change it uh, to to make it more normy friendly because you know like now crypto is and defi is used only like by digits mostly yeah if you want uh, like adoption yeah white adoption then everyone should use it and you may you should make it like so friendly that everyone can use it. some same like you know like um yeah application from your banks on your mobile phone it's very easy to use yeah um yeah. Make the same with with wallets. So, uh, and plus, plus you will have extra like a lot of extra features in there. You will have like in trading and farming and so on and so on. So people will um, will try to make some passive income or, or so on. Um, so it just have to be super normy friendly. Then like it will be much easier for for white adoption. Right. Yeah, I think it's, it's even kind of, it, it kind of seems like it might be best for people to not hold their own keys. Yeah, yeah I feel like people are, like a lot of people, are, including myself, are idiots. Like, I mean, like, I feel like it's just a lot of pressure to hold that, right? Yeah. I, I, I wish there's a solution where, like, custody, like, that is not taking 10 beeps on my, uh, on my, like, you know, like, whatever I'm uh, storing, like, a lot of the custody solutions are there, right? Like, there's some way where they know, they can, like, basically idiot-proof. I think that's why banks are so nice, because, you know, like, even if you're an idiot, it's, like, banks is your backstop, right? So, they, they kind of, like, take care of your money, and you, you feel safer. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. It's, like... So, you know, it's very thin edge. Yeah. Okay, if you don't want to have to hold your keys, then it's like not your keys, not your money. But so it's very thin edge. So it should be like probably some solution or some like custody which you will be holding your keys. You can have access to that key, but nobody else can have. I don't. I, I really cannot say. I didn't like. Uh, research on that so i cannot say for sure but it should be like some solution that normies can that yeah that idiots can like every idiot can use it and still not uh, he won't uh, um lose his his keys and his money and this will be like this will be like a you know huge leap i love yeah. that I, I just change your vocabulary you're like normies no no let's call them idiots <laughs> that's the verbiage now like well, that's what we're going with <laughs> that's a, that's amazing. I, I'm glad I had an impact on your life today. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I I have a question actually. I wanted to ask you. So you said um you your kind of strategy changed, right? Like a lot of the post thing that you did um from 2021 and 2022. So obviously, I'm guessing you had a lot of DeFi strategy that you were working on in 2021, and then as 2022 kind of came, we saw. You know, all these things that we've been talking about for the past, you know, I don't know, God knows how long, for a year now. Um, all the all those, like, bear markets just kind of clusterfuck happened. Um, how did it, how did the, the strategy kind of change for you? Um, 
let's say I reevaluated the risks of the, of all markets, yeah, of everything. Uh, even you see, even things like lending markets, which like we suppose that lending markets are safe. Yeah, you lend, you, then you can take back. But uh, I remember those days when this. Uh, when Scream, yeah, was rocked, let's say. <laughs> um, was like, Sorry, what was around? What? What, what was it? Uh, scream, scream Finance on Phantom. Like, scream uh, Finance. Yeah, so like what, what, what happened that uh, they hard-coded uh, uh, Dells to $1. Uh, oh, and, I remember this. And then, Is it the UST code hard-coded to $1? No, they they didn't hard code UST. They hard coded DELS, which was similar to UST, basically. Oh, okay. Then the team uh, landed a lot of DELS and <laughs> took all the stable coins. Uh, oh, from the... they did. Ah, they also, did. Uh, they did also, Mango Avi before Mango Avi did itself. Yeah. Also, uh, they hard coded this FUSD, F USD from Phantom. This uh, it was like stable coin of on Phantom, which was never packed. But nobody knew that they hard coded to one dollar, and then like when they real, uh, people realized, everyone also like landed a lot of FUSD, took uh, took out all the stables and so on. So um, actually, yeah, it was uh, all this um, lending markets where you can you know yeah, even what happened uh, with Ava recently when Ivy wanted like to to screw them. Uh, so lending <laughs> markets are also uh, not that safe as like as we imagined before, and uh, I, like I had a lot of different strategies yeah for farming, uh, but yeah I I um, I reevaluated all the risks because uh, let's say for example I don't know twenty forty sixty percent APR you had yeah, but you you were actually risking with everything yeah 100 percent. yeah and, and then i realized okay uh, even if it's like you know even even if you like mm, send money to i don't know usdc usdt pool with two stable coins yeah but something happens and you lose all of them for like five percent mm. apr then you decide okay uh, from that moment i was like off the markets completely and uh, i stopped any content uh, which was um mm, because you you, yeah. you realize you couldn't participate anymore, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I I, I didn't want to participate myself, and if I am not participating, I'm not telling about this to to my followers. So I say I was I always had this thing that I'm only speaking about something I am interested or might be interested in myself. So it probably sometimes like I didn't. Uh, uh, do myself what I what I was like writing about, but quite rarely. But even if I didn't do myself, I was still kind of considering that this is okay. This is like mm, you, you, people can use it. It's it's okay. Yeah. But then um, when yeah, at one moment say, I realized, okay, I am not using this, and uh, I won't speak about this uh, to, mm. to anyone. Is there like a like I, I mean, kind of going back because I yeah, I guess I. I'm wondering about two two things. So one is, is there a real yield in the bear market other than maybe depositing into some of the blue chips, um, like, you know, Curve? Um, and then, uh, yeah, I guess like Curve is the only thing I can kind of think of right now. Um, and then on the 
bull market, when it does come back, what are some of the strategies that like you were using before that kind of worked out well? Was it just yield farming or was it combination of like kind of hedges and strategies that kind of completed the whole picture? Obviously, there is the systematic risk of losing everything if the protocol gets hacked or they do a dumb thing like hard coding a, a, a very unstable asset, you know, into a dollar and then basically letting someone borrow the whole thing and, you know, leave the protocol empty. So there are those risks. But wondering if um, those two part question, did that, did that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Okay. So uh, during the bear market, some yields are there, they are like very low mostly. Uh, but uh, as I said, like uh, from myself, every time, like I see the seals, I think, okay, I mean, this 10% APR doesn't make uh, much sense to me now during the bear market, especially like, you know, bear market and especially like when you think, okay, we have like, we're near the bottom. So we don't know if bottom or not, but we're near, near bottom. Why would you like lend, yeah, uh, pull your money, pull your liquidity for like, five ten percent apr mm. if you consider that it's bottom and you should you know aim for some high beta you should mm -hmm. look for some good assets and buy uh, like some uh, 90 percent discounted assets let's say and uh, wait until they grow yeah and you will get much more than 10 percent apr but again everyone has his own risk tolerance probably i have like uh, I, <laughs> Uh, I, I don't like risking a lot. Um, so for for someone probably st still better like ten percent APR on stables, which is not um, really achievable now. Maybe like very few options. Uh, I mean, <laughs> with moderate risk. Yeah, maybe some options are there, but not not many. Most mm. of them will be. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody probably wants to to deposit money to USDD Tron, yeah, for forty percent APR and never get his money back. <laughs> no, this is no. this is his I'm own. I'm not gonna do that. That's that sounds insane. Yeah, yeah, this is his own problems. Yeah, but otherwise, like, uh, yeah, when we, if you consider that we are near the bottom now, then probably you should uh, aim for high beta and um don't like uh don't lend your money for like five ten percent uh, yeah yeah and then bull market side like what, what are some of the strategies that work really well were there like complicated hedges you know that one can do where you know you lp into a certain asset and that you short the i guess like the corresponding token into um you know on another exchange so that you kind of like hedge that risk a little bit or is it purely just let's go into scream they're giving out 150 percent apr in their own token and then let's just bank on it for a month and then just get get out um the, yeah for, for the bull market like i was doing everything uh, uh, and i remember like most one of the most profitable things was like leverage tokens uh, Sorry, what, what, what is it? Uh, one of the profitable things was uh, leverage tokens. Oh, leverage tokens. Yeah, because yeah, like you buy these leverage tokens and then you hedge them and uh, some, I don't know, some liquidity mining or something else. And like it was giving good APR, but it was very difficult to like to manage manually. Yeah? So uh, like in the beginning, I was doing all kinds of like complex strategies and then I was realizing okay it doesn't make I mean I was doing 24-7 on like managing positions and so on and oh that's not okay, worth it 
Yeah, the nail is okay. I'm only like getting tired <laughs> of that. So slowly, slowly, I, I was like uh, searching for um, more less complex, uh, less complex strategies. Maybe like I don't know, even like you know, providing liquidity and some uh, liquidity mining and so on. Uh, but always in. Um, always with stable coins i mean like 80 percent was always with stable coins because i never believed in this uh shit coins yeah even they were growing i didn't i didn't understand why they're growing and mm. uh, luckily <laughs> i almost i didn't have much of them so when i think bleed it to zero like i didn't feel that much got it got it okay so those are uh, i mean like i guess like um like, I, were you able to find more lazy strategies that did yield a lot? Do you have examples of some of the more lazy strategies that kind of worked in the bull market? Uh, yeah, I, there were like, uh, there were some I, uh, during the bull market, correct? Yeah, during the bull market. Um, there were like quite some. I, I remember like this. Uh, Chidao, yeah, my my stable coin. There were some interesting uh, strategies uh, because, like, they were paying you to to mint yeah, my. I mean, like, uh, they had this uh, incentives in own token. Like, you lent. Uh, I mean, for example, you um, you mint your die uh, my excuse me uh, my against Phantom, and they're paying like two hundred percent APR for that. And then you also farm with my, then you hatch your phantom uh, exposure and like, it was uh, like. Uh, okay, so basically it's a leverage token. It's like you you mint, it's it's almost like a die version, but you get yeah, a yeah. lot more API. And then because that token itself becomes more of a liquid staking token, you can, you know, yield, earn yield with that token. So you basically earn double yield. And while you're doing that, if you're able to hedge your position on phantom, then you almost you know reduce that underlying uh, asset exposure, right? Yeah, yeah, it was it was working mm. like that. So this, this one, then um, there were quite a lot of. I remember there were a lot of this, uh, small projects like also like everyone was launching on stablecoin because it was like free money. Yeah, you just uh, you say okay, guys, lend me anything, mint my new shit stablecoin, and pay like interest fee for that or like uh, repayment fee or borrow fee or so it was like free mind so everyone was creating their own um, stable coin uh, i remember there were protocols like defrost finance on avalanche then like m more money on avalanche i think uh, all of them are dead or half dead now but it was right. like, uh, it, especially like uh, they they were allowing you to mint with uh, careful piece, I believe, or something like that. So it was like literally, you know, free money. Yeah, everyone was thinking that this is free money, but there were like a lot of risks in the, in the end. And uh, yeah, it was like I was fast enough like to realize what is the risk and like to uh, to go out from all those positions. And yeah, at one moment, I think half of those. Uh, protocols like uh, died <laughs> I don't know but yeah like that's the thing it's like these um I, I don't think a lot of these are sustainable right it's like it, it you can't be too lazy because if like someone like a mercenary capital like Alameda comes in starts farming everything right now you're on a time like you're you're on a clock right 
because whenever they dump is when the protocol basically shuts down. Yeah, yeah, and like uh, you know, during those like good times, nobody was like thinking too much about what will happen, what and why. Who who is the counterparty? Who is paying you? Because like this is crypto, yeah. This is zero sum PVP, yeah. If you're getting some yield, someone is paying you that yield. It's it's not coming from somewhere else. It's not coming from I don't know from Fed. <laughs> someone has literally to pay you this money, and you should always ask yourself. Who is paying you those money and why? And when you can answer this question, then like Who's you you start realizing what are the risks. Um, yeah, so that's so funny. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I agree. Uh, yeah, sorry, I hijacked that conversation. Hey, uh, you guys go ahead. Uh, if you guys have any other questions. No, I think that was great. Uh, I feel like. That's like we definitely covered a lot of the great alpha there. Um, so, in terms of the uncertainty of the market, so this is a question that someone in the audience had. Um, what percent of your portfolio is in um, um, stable coins at the moment? Um... Let's say most most of my portfolio in stable coins and most of them like most of the portfolios idle. I started deploying. I started already since some time uh, ago. I started slowly, slowly deploying into uh, some coins, yeah, which I think are uh, pro promising. Uh, but uh, I mean, if I had more money, I would invest more. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it depends. Like, uh-huh. it depends how much you want to expose yourself, and depends how much money you have, and what risk you want to um, to to get. So, yeah, I'm slowly like uh, slowly deploying some of the capital into some of the coins, which I think might perform better than others. Yeah, uh, and so far, I'm like I'm happy with those uh, allocations. Sounds good. And their second question was, which LSD will be successful in the long run? Yeah, I saw that question, by the way. Uh, I didn't really get, like, I mean... Um, uh, I guess they want your opinion uh, on the narrative. I mean, are we talking about, like, Ethereum LSD or, like, overall or what? I'm, I'm assuming it's overall because they kept it pretty general. So I feel like they're just... Uh, looking at it, but the previous question did mention CK EVM, so they might be more Ethereum focused. But I, I'm, I'm guessing they're just yeah, talking. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I'll try to cover both questions. So I mean, overall and Ethereum. So overall, uh, and what was the question? <laughs> Can you repeat? So which LSD will be successful in the long run? Yeah. So um, I mean. Uh, yeah, it's like really a very general question. So any LSD, I mean, if you can withdraw, yeah, if uh, is it uh, like if you can withdraw um, your main token, yeah, from liquid from staking, then like any any LSD can be successful. What was what was the wording? Uh, so. If we are talking about Ethereum, because a lot of people like uh, there was like a narrative for this uh, Ethereum LSD. Um, 
uh, all of them can be successful, especially after Shanghai update. When because now still not everyone wants to uh, stake ETH because you cannot withdraw. When everyone when it will be available to withdraw ETH, then like people will most likely deposit the stake much more ETH. Um, and all these liquid staking protocols, they uh, they don't have like really an edge over others. It only depends how how do they distribute uh, how do they distribute uh, um, their their profits, yeah. And uh, what commissions do they take? And for example, Frax, okay, they have some edge because they can they have a lot of convex and CRV, yeah, so they can. Uh, get some extra rewards to uh, to frax ETH holders. So, uh, like, actually, uh, hard to answer for me. Like, which uh, which exactly LSD protocol like will be better will perform better than others? I mean, they all of them like have uh, have good. Uh, position yeah after shanghai update uh, all of them will grow tvl uh, significantly i expect that um, but regarding which one will perform better it's uh, i cannot tell really yeah definitely and i think it's more of an opinionated thing too so yeah i i think you have a pretty good answer um and then the third part to the question was what are the uh narratives in DeFi that or what are your opinions on the narratives in DeFi? Um options R um, RWAs and ZK okay. or some of the um, examples that they gave. Yeah uh, so actually regarding this narratives I'm I'm still wondering yeah, are people get paid for that or what? <laughs> I mean, at one moment, everyone like uh, <laughs> simultaneously started talking. Okay, this is next DeFi narrative. I'm like, what? Why? <laughs> what happened? Because it's important in crypto. You make you make three hundred percent based on what narrative that is is hitting off that week. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like a group of people they okay they say okay let's let's no one knows this no one knows it, it's so weird it's like. It's the flavor of the week. It's literally just like someone starts saying it. Like I think they just like have multiple accounts and they just like start saying, I don't know, like 10 different shit. And then once like, it's like once one of them starts getting, you know, like retweeted or like getting liked, then they like all kind of start piling on, right? They convert the other 10 accounts into like, you know, that narrative. And it's like, see. you know, like one people start talking about it and you see like, you know, like all these like, you know, KOLs and, you know, like guys with, you know, uh, BAYC and Azuki talking about it. And soon enough, like everyone's talking about it. And it's like, oh, like that token, by the way, is like 200% up in the last two days. Yeah, you see, I also, um, I also am also mentoring like wallets of some like influencers, yeah, who make a lot of threads about narratives and so on. And I clearly see that they always buy some tokens and then they start, okay, and then they start a thread, okay, next narrative and so on. <laughs> so, um, like, you see, this, you know, this influencer space and so on is full of like bad things, yeah, uh, and some. Uh, 
sometimes you you always need to understand if someone is telling you about any token, you always have to understand that you will buy after him. Yeah, that he is already in better condition than you. Yes, excellent liquidity. Yeah. So uh, yeah, regarding the narratives, also like be very like careful with the narratives. Like uh, try to understand yourself. Try to research yourself. Why? Why is it a narrative really? <laughs> and uh, is it narrative only because this guy already bought this token, or there is something behind? Well. But uh, yeah, so the narratives. Um, uh, can can you repeat please? What was the question? I, I will answer. <laughs> um, yeah. So the question was, uh, what is your opinion? So what are the next DeFi narratives to take off? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> so this option back to scare one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this op- options. I uh, you know. Mm, I also agree that options, because again, like, uh, no, I do a lot of research myself. I'm not, unfortunately, I'm not very active on Twitter now. I wish I will come back to that, but uh, I do research every day. And regarding the options, like, uh, I had this narrative myself, like, since uh, uh, September last year. (laughs) So, uh, because I was studying that uh, options trading in TradFi, uh, has more volumes at spot trading on in TradFi. Uh, in DeFi, uh, in crypto in general, um, options volume is like very, very little, still very little compared to spot volume. Uh, so uh, obviously, like uh, this options trading will sooner or later, it will come to DeFi. And um, mm, like the best thing you can do is like to find uh, best project which offers the best product and have like long-term vision and so on and have like a long-term runway for the team and so on to find these projects and if you believe that uh, options trading will really come to DeFi in the future so it might be probably a good idea for you to to buy some of these tokens i think it's financial advice of course (laughs) and uh, and wait where these options trading these volumes will come to to these protocols if they come, you will be most probably you will have <clears throat> uh, you will have some gains here yeah, on that. Uh, if it will not come, probably you will lose money. So like, it's up to you if you want to invest or not. But uh, personally, I um, I think that yeah, sooner or later uh, volumes will come to auction protocols. Uh, the next thing was about ZK. Um, uh, ZK Relops, yeah, I, I think ZK Relops are a cool thing. Um, it's better than optimistic solutions. Uh, I think when, because the ZK Relops, they are still, mm. they are still developing, yeah. They, there is no, like, uh, they don't have, they're not ready yet, let's say. And uh, also ZK Relops, they are different from each other. Uh, like there are like snarks and stocks are uh, different in the technology behind it. Uh, I'm not a very technical guy, but like I, I was trying my best to to research on that and like to understand what's the difference be- between stocks and snarks and then bet- uh, also between like optimistic solutions and so on. And like I, after reading all that information, I I thought okay, like the key thing, the key rollups are. Um, like have a better tech than optimistic solutions, and uh, probably 
optimistic solutions, optimistic rollups like Optimism and Arbitrum will have a hard time when ZK rollups will come into the space and uh, will get some traction. But I've heard somewhere, I don't know if it's true or not, that uh, like Arbitrum, I think, is also working on some like uh, ZK, uh, some like ZK solution, but uh, I'm not sure if it's true or not. Yeah, actually, I took a pad from for myself to write down the questions, but so far I didn't write any question, and I, every time I have to ask, I need to repeat. What was the third narrative? No, that's fine. Um, and I think it's more like those are some examples that they gave, but I think they were more asking for your opinion of what's going to be taking off soon. Ah, what? Okay, okay. Um, so uh, yeah, as I said, I believe in options. I think it will take off sooner or later. Uh, I think that... Um... By the way, um, just on the options side, right? So I think um, for options, it's... Um, what's what's the issue with crypto options right now? Is it is it the liquidity side? Is that there's no one on the other side to take the, take that trade? Um, to be honest, like, uh, I'm not super good in options trading at all. So I, I know the basics, but I'm, I cannot really... Uh, tell much about options, but I think yeah, there are like liquidity uh, problems as well as uh, like um, uh, not all of them like offer offer you to select you know strike price or expiry date or these things like uh, so it's so less the, the product, Yeah, so, so like their product is still limited. Uh, they all of them have different yeah different. Uh, designs and like mm. functionality. what would you be kind of looking for in terms of like if you're looking at some of the option products like what would you be looking for um in terms of like their deck or like basically what they're um what these guys are kind of selling um what would you say you're like oh like this thing makes sense to me um in terms of option or what we need yeah, because because I'm bad in options, yeah, <laughs> I I am looking to th- two things. First of all, tokenomics, if it makes sense for me, because um, I don't want to expose myself like just you know to like growth tokens which don't don't have value. This token exists, so I'm looking into tokenomics, and um, and um, also like I'm looking into the project if it if it's uh, I mean, if people are using it, yeah. If it has like TVL and volume, if uh, team is if team is there and team is working, if they have like some community and so on, because if, also if they have backers or, or something, because it's important. A lot of people don't like you know VCs backing protocols, but people don't realize that if nobody is backing the protocol and something goes wrong, team will tell you okay goodbye and <laughs> and uh, and they leave. But if they have bakers, this is like um, this is uh, some kind of uh, safety for like security for uh, for users. I mean, for like for token holders and so on that they know that the protocol will not be abandoned tomorrow next day. Most probably, if it's not Luna. Um, uh, um, mm. Yeah. So uh, what I was saying, I was I'm checking into I'm checking tokenomics. I'm checking if there is any if someone is using the protocol, 
and I'm checking if the team is there, if the team is developing, if there is like some roadmap and they're doing something, they're changing something. This is, uh, this is what I'm looking for. But I'm not, I don't really good in like understanding what, what do they offer. Got it, got it. Nice. So I just called up two people who have questions. Um, so yeah, you could go ahead and ask your question, um, and we'll answer them. Sure, I'm happy to go ahead. Um, thanks for the, the space. Um, yeah, just quick background. I'm currently a fellow with the Ethereum Foundation doing some research on how we onboard the next billion in the space, uh, particularly looking at kind of things from a utility standpoint. And yeah, we'd just love to ask the panelists, what are the use cases that you are particularly excited about when we think about onboarding? Uh, more and more users into DeFi, and how can we, you know, tangibly improve people's lives? And I know we've talked about options and derivatives, so on and so forth. But is that really what gets us to mass adoption, or you know, what what will do the trick for us on that front? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> do we have easy questions? Okay. Uh... <laughs> no. <laughs> You're done easy questions. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Yeah, first of all, yeah, thank you for the question. I also, see, I'm always, uh, I'm happy with every my follower. And when I see, like, you know, people who are staying behind, yeah, (laughs) Ethereum Foundation, I'm, like, super happy. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I'm, like, uh, thank thank you for following. Um, Yeah, so... um, what will make people yeah to to start using DeFi? If I mean, uh, like uh, economical uh, economic incentives is one of the points. If you can do all all the things which you've been doing before, but like cheaper, yeah. For example, uh, I mean, if you can send uh, um, if you can send money abroad without three percent fee. But and instantly, uh, this is I would use that if I have an option to to if I have an option to use like a bank wire transfer or I can use, you know, uh, or I can use, uh, you know, <clears throat> direct uh, or I can directly send from my wallet to other person. I, I would use that if um, if companies can reduce uh, the expenses by using blockchain technologies. They will go for that. Why not? Uh, if uh, if free, if uh, you know we have like um, um, REIT, yeah, this uh, real estate uh, trust. If they can use blockchain technology to to sell their shares, yeah, uh, to tokenize and to tokenize real estate and to sell this like to everyone in the world, not only to uh, uh, investors. Which uh, how how do you call it in US? Um, I, I forgot the word like uh, like kind of professional investors and so on. If if this um, funds can do that, they, they will do it. Uh, they will tokenize all their uh, they will tokenize real estate and then sell it in open sea. Uh, um, so this is I feel well, this is more like uh, into is this more into moving into more efficient. Um, into more efficient way of doing all kind of business uh, of chain and non-chain. 
but by the way, like also people are, you know, saying about DeFi, like uh, they will be able like uh, to stay away from government and so on and so on. I actually, I don't believe in that so much. I think that government will will easily use the same blockchain technology yeah, to to track everyone. I don't think that they will let uh, everyone and let's say like <laughs> like unbank, not but and government. Uh, himself, but um, uh, you know, like uh, this soul bound tokens or this BB tokens, I think, uh, uh, I think Binance introduced them. I, I, I don't remember what is the name when you like uh, when you have this uh, token in your vault and it's like it's showing what is your identity and so on. So, I think, yeah, that's soul bound, yeah, okay, soul bound. So, I don't think like uh, people will be really. Uh, Mm, that everyone will be able like to mm, to stay anonymous and so on and so on uh, in the future. Uh, but I think DeFi will allow everyone like to do things in a more efficient way. Uh, markets tends tends to efficiency, and if DeFi will offer more efficient way to do things, people, I mean, business will choose uh, blockchain, and people will follow this. Uh, if if my answer makes sense, if and if it was the question. No, I want to I want to add to that. So I, I I have a rant on this actually that I've been thinking. So I think um, um basically um right now we we talk about some of the issues like um, um identity, which uh, makes it easier for hackers and some of these anons to hack it the adoption or usability aspect, which um, kind of comes from these like uh, wallets and some of the, you know, crypto is still very much a, um, uh, you know, like I think you said this, where it's like still a back-end structure uh, rather than a front-end based. So very unfriendly and very, you know, like something that, you know, you, you, you have to really think about uh, when you're using. So it's not idiot proof. Um, and also this like whole systematic risk of like one company like um, FTX having the entire collateral and doing whatever fuck they want with it and then just basically blow it out, right? I think mass adoption, when we think about mass adoption, it, it comes from, you know, people that basically don't have as much, I think, because it's like, that's the mass, right? Like, we're not talking about the, you know, like the, the guys who can buy, you know, board apes were, you know, like $15,000 or like now $20,000, $25,000, like Azuki's or monkeys, whatever, right? No, we're talking about guys that, you know, are dipping into crypto with, you know, a couple of hundred dollars or a thousand dollars in savings, right? And I think that's where it kind of happens. So, um, the umbrella thesis, I think, has to be, I think it needs to be more, um, uh, what do you call it, not monolithic, but modularized. I think a lot of people use that to describe L1s that are kind of happening, but I really do think that infrastructure-wise, it just needs to be a lot more modularized. I think the more central, because of the financial system that we created with crypto, you know, like central centralized banking, I think works because, you know, there, there are parties and it's it's not code as law where you, you're risking 100% on the code. Whereas I think in crypto or blockchain, we, we have this ethos that code is law and, you know, whatever happens in code. So there's a lot more risk, I think, because uh, people get creative and, you know, because there's no 
you know, decentralized kind of body or centralized um, kind of human being that can kind of make decision on the fly, it, it becomes a lot more harder to govern those kind of um, evolution of some of these hacks. So I, I do think it needs to be more modularized in order to reduce those risks. Um, now, I think that comes in basically a couple of things. Um, for wallets, I think, you know, custody wallets definitely needs to be easier, definitely needs to be needs to have a certain amount of um, kind of usability as well as uh, just being able to deposit money, you know, like it, it involves like on and off gateways um, with the banks, um, you know, where you don't have to lie to your banks, where you don't, you, you have to like circumvent your bank through some other means like OTC, whatever. So that needs to be a lot more easier. And I, I think that comes with regulation, right? So regulation kind of plus usability gets through, gets us through that first barrier. Now, I, I still think custodians, uh, custodians need to be separated. They need to have their own kind of like um, entity and they need to have their own kind of like custody um, on uh, what's called their individual collaterals in order to kind of have that, um, what do you call that? Like have that like decentralized risk, right? And then I think second layer to that is basically a lot of the trading systems and clearing systems and lending and borrowers that kind of connect those custodies, uh, custodies or wallets, uh, where you can, you know, start to execute on those, you know, basically like crowdsourcing liquidity, right? Because as you go into more modular system, I think um, you 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 have to have pool liquidity somehow, and I think these um, middle layer kind of like service providers will do that. And then at the top, I think comes identity. So I think, uh, you know, DeFi um, kind of mentioned this as well. Yeah, like where you do you need like these identities that are more bound to you and like these identities need to be more stickier where you can't just create, you know, like 10 on accounts day after day and then try to raise funds, whatever, right? So I think these need to be more sticky, uh, tied to yourself somehow so that, you know, guys who are, harmful or you know guys who are trying to you know harm other people are you know they, they have they have consequences right so i think there's a couple of things um that needs to be done um did i just rant on did, did this guy leave <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i was also i was i also saw that and i'm like oh my god my answer was horrible he left immediately <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah. for the listeners, yeah, for the listeners, I think that's what needs to be done. Yeah. I probably anyways. gave my worst answer. <laughs> no, I think it was good. I just wanted to add on to that. Um, yeah. So, uh, sorry. Yeah, that was a that was a bit of a rant. But um, yeah, if anyone else else has question, let's do it. If not, um, yeah, we can uh, we can wrap it off. Um, also, yeah, uh, uh, what's it called? DMH, um, what are you, uh, you kind of looking forward to this year, man? What I'm looking for what? What are you looking forward to seeing this year? Whether in DeFi or whatever you're kind of like, um, um, I guess like uh, dabbling on at the moment. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Um... Is there anything uh, from... that you're like, oh, I'm excited about this? Uh, excited about any upcoming protocol? Yeah, or... anything, anything. It's just anything, oh, okay. anything that okay, you're excited okay. about. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
excited about um if there's anything like you can say it's not you're not excited anything you can say hey i'm really bearish i think we're all going to zero and everyone should pull out into fiat you see that's also a viable answer no uh you see like uh, i actually i'm i i still i think uh, we will have another leg down but uh, there are so many bulls on the market if i tell this and they will kick my ass so i don't i, I still quiet um <laughs> So yeah, no, no, like, fuck those guys. I mean, like you, you're entitled to your opinion, man. Like, if they don't like it, they don't, they can't unfollow you. Uh, it's it's whatever you think. Yeah, uh, I am still ex- expecting the, uh, like lower prices, but again, you know, what if I'm wrong? So I, I cannot be. Uh, I I need to have some exposure to the market because if I'm wrong, then like okay, I I, I I'm back holding USDT, uh, but. Um, and if I'm correct, okay, I still have something to deploy. But uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm still expecting uh, like lower prices. Uh, and, but I already have some exposure to the market. Um, regarding the projects, uh, um, I'm waiting for one project which is which is launching, I don't know, Q1 probably, it's like on, on testnet. Uh, it's called Synther. Synth, uh, it's like Synth R. Still through, so. mm. uh, yeah. It's like uh, it's like SNX, which was uh, done the right way uh, because SNX, uh, you know, synthetics. Yeah, um, yeah it's 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 a little bit broken. Architecture is a little bit broken, in my opinion. And SynthR uh, will be launching. I think it's like it's. Mm, in the way how synthetics should have been looking uh but they had you know synthetics is, is live from since 2017 so they had five years and in this five years they didn't manage to build the proper project in my opinion mm-hmm. and this synthar uh because i'm i already used testnet and i think it's 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 much better but uh, we'll see we'll see how is that um and uh yeah and regarding uh okay i will show myself a little regarding <laughs> my some uh, my personal goals for this year is like yeah to to grow to make myself uh, at least to, to start growing on twitter and beyond twitter because to tell the truth everything i have in my life is because of twitter now because in one moment i, I lost a lot of things and um mm. and then like whatever i, I have it's because of Twitter. Uh, I am working now in investment fund. Actually, these guys they texted me on Twitter. They said, "Okay, uh, what do you think?" Probably, yeah, probably we can work together. They invited me for two weeks or for one week, uh, like to to see each other if we like mm. working. Uh, and yeah, and then since then I'm working uh, with them and. Um, uh yeah actually like <laughs> as i said most of the things i have because of the twitter and uh, uh this is uh, i am very thankful for that and uh, it would be stupid from my side not to try to grow further on yeah exactly I, I think yeah like um definitely looking forward to seeing more of you on twitter um even if you're not you know doing DeFi or real uh, there's always like you know thoughts and processes i think we all have I'm trying to do more of that as well. Um, so yeah, I think 
you know, just being active on Twitter, like it, it does have a lot of value um, in terms of, you know, getting connections and, you know, like finding opportunities and things like that, right? Yeah, yeah, it's networking, you know. It's a new kind of networking. It's, all, it's almost better networking. Yeah, it's yeah. it's all about networking. I, I know I, I didn't I, you know I didn't come here like, to make money, you know, to sell some NFTs or some or, uh, scam scam coins, and uh, and take two hundred dollars for you uh, for every promotion and so on. This is If you're working for two hundred dollars, you need to rethink your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I didn't uh, actually I didn't have like any like real goals when I was uh, starting my Twitter account and I realized okay there are so I mean I have access to millions of smart people from all over the world mm. and, uh, and then I start you know getting some connections and then I, I realized okay like net- networking is this is what I need um, mm. and uh, like monetizing it's like it's not a priority it's just like a side effect Mm-mm-mm. which comes like which comes uh, later yeah and mm. uh um and also yeah so it's more about networking but uh, yeah and Sounds uh, good. yeah i'm happy they have 20k followers i never expected that, that someone will be interested in that and people still following me despite i'm not uh, writing much now yeah so this is good and um yeah, so I said like working with the fund probably like will uh, will be able to create something because uh, it's you no, know, it's a like traditional fund. I mean, um, if you want to invest, yeah, you have to do all the things like KYC mm-hmm. and uh, like high entry. I mean, mm, like minimum ticket is quite high to enter the fund and uh, a lot of paperwork and so on. Uh, but like uh, we were trying like to start on chain uh, on chain fund uh, still in process of doing that or like for but there are some uh, some difficulties probably we'll be able to, to launch something uh, oh nice yeah, yeah let, let me know when you guys do I would be would love to follow up uh, yeah so Probably, uh, you know, this fund, uh, what they're doing, they, they were like trading Bitcoin uh, only. They invited me to start DeFi sale. Like they mm-hmm. want to have exposure to like DeFi tokens for the investors and so on. And um, so we were assessing like if we can do this on chain because I am telling them why, you know, because the process, how, how to onboard investor, it's like super difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the paperwork and a lot of legal stuff and this minimum tickets so high. I say, look at this, like uh, protocols start, uh, uh, like some two lines of code, they, they start and then, I mean, they launch and then in, in five days they have 10 minutes TVL. Uh, so this is the way how, <laughs> how, to, right. you know, how, how to attract capital. So we were assessing if we can start DeFi fund, but we realized, okay, we can start DeFi fund on chain, but we can do like BTC fund. I'm not, oh, uh, okay, I'm, okay. Yeah, I'm not trading. I'm not, uh, I, I'm not related like to, to the, uh, to, to what they're doing. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm only creating um, investment thesis yeah, for, for the coins and the, mm. 
they are like in charge of trading or doing whatever they need. Uh, so probably we'll be able to start this uh, um, sell on chain. We'll see. Uh, if not, and in case if someone is, is interested, like you can always DM me, and uh, if you want to invest in the fund, I, I can send you a presentation or something. Or if you, if someone wants to attract capital, uh, you can also speak to me. I will tell you uh, what uh, what we can offer you for attracting capital. And this was like two, two minutes of shilling, uh, my bags. <laughs> Sounds good. No, I, I think that's amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. Keep us updated on uh, that. That sounds pretty interesting to see some of the uh, kind of Web two, you know, funds and movements happening in Web three, and you know, leveraging DeFi in a different way, right? So, I think that's uh, that's definitely a bullish sign. I think um, you know, coming especially if you're working for big funds and they're already thinking about that, right? So, yeah, no, very interesting. Big, I'm uh, I'm not working in big fund. I don't know uh, big from what how much. AUM. Um, how much AUM should hold the big fund, in your opinion? Um, big funds. Um, I, I would say you know, like if you're going over nine figures, as in you know, um, hundred mil plus. Uh, I think it's a pretty decent size one. Obviously, you know, traditional funds are a little bit bigger than that. Usually, you know, between five hundred, you know, like I think eight hundred plus. But yeah, I think um, in, in especially you know big as in crypto terms, uh, if you're over nine figures, I think um, yeah, you're decent size fund. I think. Um, yeah, I, so. I don't know if I can disclose or not. So I, I <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah, so like <laughs> that's that's my yeah. You asked me what my you know like yeah, definition yeah. was. Yeah, like that's my definition. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, I think we got to wrap up here. But uh, Kadim, uh, do you want to wrap up? <laughs> Sorry, take your seat there. Yeah, it was a great episode. Yeah, we definitely covered a lot. Um, stay tuned for the call notes. Those will be out in the next week. Uh, subscribe to our newsletter. Uh, we have the link in our bio. Uh, that's how you get the call notes directly in your inbox. Otherwise, you got to wait to see if it pops up on your Twitter timeline, if it does at all. Um, aside from that, DMH, thank you so much for coming on board. Um, I'll let you end off the call with any last thoughts or any last shills or contact information that you want to share with everyone that was here. Uh, yeah, thank you for for, for inviting me uh, to the spaces. Like it's really my first experience when I'm talking myself like all the time. I hope it was not boring for everyone, and uh, I hope you understood my English and uh, and so on. Um, yeah, my last show will be like I also started newsletter, so everyone is very welcome to uh, to subscribe. Uh, the content is different from what is on my Twitter, so I'm because I wanted to expand just uh, from only DeFi content to something else. So I mean to like wider financial things. Uh, so some trading stuff, this also some DeFi stuff, and also. Um, I'm actually, um, I'm actually also working with some people who help me with content. So I'm there will be more content than than what was there uh, in first two issues. Uh, there will be it's a bit more uh, like there will be different variety of uh, of content there. So feel free to subscribe. Feel and uh, yeah, thank you again for listening and thank you again for inviting me. Nice. Thank you Thank so much you for so coming much. on. And one last...
Yep, thank you. And one last announcement. Uh, we have a pinned tweet for Renoted here. Uh, that is an online platform that we recently uh, launched a brand for on Twitter. Uh, you could follow it now. We're going to launch the website sometime in, in the next month or so. Uh, but definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, thank you, everyone. Have a great how, day. How many people were there? How many people?